You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to the first After the Jack episode of a new season. Uh, I'm your host Tyler Marr here in the uh, the hot seat, um, and joining me uh, today for the the first Golden Valley playing area uh, edition of After the Jack is Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome back. Thanks for having us, Tyler. Great to be back for another season of bowls. A um, couple of te- technical difficulties in the last couple of weeks, but great to be back on board um, with us. You know the Golden Valley playing area season underway yes like uh, most summer sports the uh, the summer podcast had a couple of washed out weekends but we're uh, we're back and ready to go and uh, on the line is the honorable brian nisbet brian how are you going yeah not bad thanks tyler i'm i'm quarantined at home with covid but i've got only um tomorrow to go and i'm back i'll get let out of jail on thursday yeah, thanks, mate. You nearly forgot my name there, but it sounds like for a bit. But uh, you won't forget the name of oh, our... Uh, mate, I couldn't forget the editor's name. Our first guest of the season, uh, John Gribble. John, welcome to the studio uh, for your first time on After the Jack. Yeah, g'day, boys. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's um, obviously, uh, yeah, always good to have guests, as p- particularly those joining new clubs. Obviously, John um, had a lot of success at Shep Golf, but playing at East Shepparton this year um, and so um, I'll, no doubt Brian's got a few questions but I'll, I'll just off the top, how's it been sort of joining a new environment after experiencing so much success at Shep Golf, what's it been like to join East Shepparton this, this summer? Yeah, it's been a bit of a change um, uh, it's nice to have um, something different um, um, you know, new faces um, learning new things um, Getting used to the new greens. Um, yeah, it's all been a bit of a challenge, but, yeah, enjoying it. Yeah, and obviously after, you know, um, achieving, I guess, the ultimate team success at Shep Golf, you know, um, so many times in a row, um, what was sort of the the, motivate, the big motivating factor for wanting the change of scenery for you personally? For me personally, it was um, probably more location than anything because I live about a, a block from East Shep. And I work about a block the other side of E-Ship. Yeah. So for me, getting to and from bowls, uh, training and that type of thing, um, it, it was more a convenience thing. Yeah. Because um, my other option was to have a year off. Yeah. And I felt that I could uh, offer something to E-Ship. Yeah. And thought I'd give it a crack. Yeah. Brian? Yeah, John, um You've joined with your the father Wayne and your young brother Tim. Um, you've no doubt you've noticed a, a different culture at East to to at Chip Golf in the little time you've been there. Yeah, it, it is. It is a bit more relaxed, if you like to say that. Um, and it, it's something that um, the people in charge at East Chip sort of spoke to me about and. They wanted a bit of more input on um, how they can improve, um, especially the culture, um, and become a bit more professional about their bowls. And and that's something that the golf has always done really well. Yep. Um, and and obviously the first place to start is practice. So make sure you're there on Thursday night, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. And of course. Uh, there's been another bonus with you um, because of work and everything, but 
the, the opportunity to um, play with your father and your younger brother, Tim, in Division 1, which are currently um, all playing. You're not all in, the, all in different rinks, but that must be um, exciting before and after the game when you can discuss each other's game and you're, you're all on the same um, wavelength and all that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly, and that, that was another factor of going out to East Shep. Um, I, I think Dad was pretty well cemented in the twos at, at Shep Golf and um, probably wasn't going to get the opportunity to play Div 1. Um, so all of us going to East Shep gave us that opportunity to play together and although we're not in the same rink, we, we, we see each other on a Saturday now, which um, is, is one of the reasons I took up bowls was to spend a bit of time with Dad and 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 Tim, and um, we didn't seem to do that. But uh, this year we have, so yeah, enjoying it. And and certainly you, you mentioned sort of um, imparting a bit of your knowledge from your time at Shepherd and Golf to to East Shepherd and. Um, and, and you sort of mentioned that sort of the professionalism and that sort of thing. Um, how has how um, that sort of been received in your short time, you know, the little tips and, and things that you've obviously spoken to Brent about, the coach, Brent Reiner, yep. um, in trying to sort of instill a lot of that, that successful stuff that worked at golf at East? Yeah, and, and, and that's probably something I've enjoyed more than I thought. Um, the, they, uh, East Shep approached me and, and sort of, said, um, look, we'd like you to be captain of the Div 1 for the season. Um, and I've sort of um, run with that and done a bit of work with Brent um, on, you know, various things to make him a more professional outfit. Mm. Um, but also behind the scenes with the club and the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, done a lot of work with Kevin Cox on, on, on trying to change that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not... East Shep, they're not trying to become Shep Golf, but they're trying to become more professional. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm hoping that I can help them out in that. I suppose on the green, uh, the start to the season in, in Div 1 hasn't been probably what you would have hoped. I, I suppose Tally, first up, is a, is a tough assignment, um, you know, for any side. But, um, yeah, a bit of a, a disappointing loss at the weekend to Yeroa. Yeah, that was um, that was a, a bad one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we knew they were they were going to be given it their all, um, but we probably weren't prepared for it, um, and it's again something that we've got to try and change. Um, I understand you played them outside; you weren't under the cover. Yeah, that's is, right. Is that something that might be a consideration going forward? Yeah, it was, it was, it was probably to our detriment. I mean, we played um, tally under the roof the week before, and mm. done a lot of practice there. Mm. Um, and then to go out on the outside green and 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 play a team like Yoroa who play on a quicker green, yeah, um, it was probably detrimental to, to the outcome. Particularly given the, the day we had as well with the wind and the rain. It, um, yeah, it was very testing. Yeah, yep. Um, and, and, and certainly as well, um, just sort of the move to East Shep, they've obviously got Brent... Um, Jeff Beattie as well, and yourself, um, you know, three really quality skippers. Where um, do you hope to sort of see the development to take for to help East take that next step in terms of their success and um, you know being really competitive with the top sides each week? Well, it, well, it's a, an overall club thing. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's not only Div One. Uh, mm. If 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 you can work on um, a bit of coaching with 
the twos and the threes and right down the line, um, you know, you make those players in the lower division stronger. Mm-hmm. It brings the rest of the club up. Yeah. And, and, and you can sometimes find gold from the most unexpected places. Yeah. yeah. Brian? John, did Kelly um, play stand-up undercover at East last Saturday? Uh, not, or was that just a rumour? Not Div 1. No, not I, Div 1. No, no, no. I, I think it was another division. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was a bit strange, but uh, someone told me that um, they played undercover out there and I haven't left the confines of the house, so I haven't been able to um, confirm that. No, that's fair comment. Maybe um, confirm the rumours off air then, I suppose, Brian, before you start well, just uh, rolling into them. But, uh, yeah, continue. Well, it was suggested that um, it was suggested on my um, radio show that it would be a good idea with the inclement weather for the four Division One sides to play undercover. Mm. And, you know, at the bolster, it's not everyone it's impractical for the other divisions, but That's I right, think yeah. it's a, it would have been a progressive move. And I think Ash and John would probably agree with me to have a game of bowls on and people can come and have a look because they're obviously too, too um, damp and everything to play their own matches. It's, it's one of those things like um, I know you could probably have each Division 1 round in, in that event, you know, play undercover, but like you said, there's there's five or six other divisions that, you know, if East Shepparton's got their threes and fours there, it's a bit unfair to sort of push them aside and, and they can't have a game because you want to... So, I mean, you can't win either way, really, but hopefully... No, the, you can't. The, the, wor- the, the, the worst weather's past us for the summer and we can, you know, have a, have a good round every weekend. I'm all for a, uh, a marquee round where you have two games on a Friday night and two games on a Saturday night or something like that, Brian, but probably more in uh, uh, in planning than, than just uh, ad hoc on a Saturday morning go. Let's let's shift everyone undercover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A bit bit to organise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Good, good, uh, good comment there, Tyler. Um, John, the Eagles recruited well this year with yourself, Popper and Tim, and Gunther McInnes from golf, as well as Rob Glover from the America Golf. However, these gains are probably offset by the loss of Ash Law, a yep. quality skipper. Paul Truon had a good year last year, playing third for Jeff Beattie in a successful rink, and Stacey Collier, who's one, who one of the, um, probably one of the best lady bowls in the Golden Valley bowling area. Yeah, and we've and we've also been un- unfortunate um, that Daniel Nichols has had some time off with um, COVID, um, as as well as um, Shane McIntosh mm. um, having a bit of time off. Um, Shane did play in Division 2 on the weekend mm. um, and went okay. But, um, yeah, we've, we've been a bit unfortunate. Well, you got a few positives from last round. Uh, your ring saluted against Kenny Sutcliffe, um, recognised as the best bowler in Yaroa. No doubt about that. And Division 2 won both their games. Yeah. So far, I had, hadn't sold Division 5. So you think there's – is there any players that will be pressing for a game in Division 1? The twos are obviously going well as – you think there'll be players putting pressure on some of the incumbents in Division One? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. I mean, um, as as I mentioned earlier, the, the the success of the club starts from from the from the bottom and 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 bringing those players up. Um, looking at just the success of Division One it doesn't 
sort of show you how the club's going. It's it's an overall thing, and and if we can bring up some of those players from the lower divisions and promote them, and you know maybe get some players out of the twos into the ones, then yeah, for sure. It's certainly um, something that obviously golf has has been a really strength a strength of theirs the last however many years, five or six years, even more, is um, that strength from the whole group. And, you know, certainly, um, you know, winning Division 1 and 2 shows just how much pressure there is on spots in all grades. And, you know, obviously success breeds success. So, you know, the, the more that um, everyone's winning and um, the more pressure there is on for spots, it really drives those standards. Absolutely. Like, yeah. you know, at, at golf, if you had a bad week, you knew there was someone in the twos that was going to take your place. Yeah, yeah, um, and just just sort of going back to um, your rink this year, you've got Rob Glover from Namurka. Can you tell us a little bit about him as a player and how he's fitted into the club and, and playing as your third? Yeah, well, um, actually, I've known Robbie for a long time. I um, knew him 25, 20 years ago. <laughs> um, we sort of hung around together and um, met him again this year, yep. coming into the bowls, um, and... Yeah, he's fitted in really well with the ring. Um, play, I've got um, my old mate Laurie Bodycoat leading for me, um, who was an ex-Shep Golf. Yep. Um, uh, Donnie Dickinson yep. um, playing second, um, always around the jack. Yep. And Robbie's fitted in really well in that ring um, and played a cracking game on the weekend. So, yeah, yep. been really good. Big game this week, uh, heading over to Kai. I suppose they've they've started pretty well. Um, it makes it uh, pretty important to try and uh, you know get the the bulk of the points off them. Uh, any any sort of uh, tactical changes from the last couple of weeks? You think, or, or just uh, sort of backing in the the sixteen or so uh, with maybe a couple of inclusions? Yeah, th- th- there will be some changes. Um, not only um, you know with the the team, but but also our our approach to the game. Um, Obviously, our training. Um, so, yeah, there'll, there'll certainly be some changes. Yeah. Um, just sort of going back to your time at, at Shep Golf and obviously, um, you know, your progression to being a really quality Division One skipper in premiership sides, um, what do you sort of attribute that to and who was really important in your development with your bowls and building the confidence to be able to be a really um, good Division One skipper? Obviously, not everyone walks into Division One as a skipper, so you have, yep. had to work your way up. Who was really important in that? Growth. Well, there was a lot of people, to be honest. Um, I mean, obviously the the, the guys at, at the top, you know, Ori being the coach, um, you know, he he was willing to give me a chance. Um, Dorsey, I, I led for Dorsey and yep, and then played third for him and and then you know got promoted to to skip. Um, so those two as well as John Hellam yep. John John Hellam was a big supporter of mine and and played as my third yep um and yeah I I put a lot of down to to his um input yep and and certainly um, in terms of the way you like to approach the game, um, in terms of your tactics as a skip, um, it was it was a lot of that sort of um, the way you saw bowls, or was there a skip you might have played under that sort of instilled a bit of that into you? Or where do you, where do you where do you get your sort of tactical um, approach from? You know, I know you like to take the game on and be nice and aggressive. Was there yeah. someone in particular that you played under that might have? That's how I want to play bowls, sort of thing. No, you, t- to be honest, you take a bit from everyone. Yeah. Um, but but not only other skips, but your thirds. Yeah. Um, you look across the board and you s- you see a, a third call a shot and, 
you know, you you take a, a, a note of that and yep. and next time that, that sort of situation arises, you might try it, yep. see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And is that something um, sort of um, you've tried to bring along a, a lot of the way you like to play, firstly in your rink and also talk in discussions with Brent and being able to sort of, um, you know, if you're playing against a Shep goal for a tally or the stronger sides and, and trying to be really aggressive and take the game on and play with that sort of um, nothing to lose mindset? We, we've touched on a little bit of that um, tactical stuff, but really, um, you know, you sort of talk about it through the game. Yep, um, yep. And you might go over and suggest something, but um, to be honest, not a lot yet. Yeah, yeah, yep. Anything else, Brian? Well, I think this week's going to make or break uh, East in Division 1. Um, Kai, never easy to beat at home. That went irrespective of where they are in the ladder. And uh, we've had only 14 matches, and we'll probably have a washout or a heat out or, or COVID or something. <laughs> we'll only probably play 13 rounds. Means there's only, I'd say there's only 11 rounds um, remaining. So it's going to be hard to make the finals if they drop three out of the first three. You're yeah, such an optimist, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, well, we're, we're, we're wanting every game we can get, Brian. It's been a long wait. You know, the season's been delayed. So hopefully. Well, Law of averages, we might get yeah. a full season. I don't believe. Yeah, um, just sort of touching on on Kai John. Obviously, um, yeah, as Brian mentioned, hard to play over there, and they've still got a lot of um, really quality skips and experienced guys that that'll um, you know be giving it their all and make it really hard on you guys on Saturday. Absolutely, and and you know um, for them to knock um, to Tura Hilltop off last week, well, it was eighteen zip. Yeah, yeah, pretty swept them. Yeah. I mean that that. Was a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, um, I thought it would have been a close game. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, they obviously um, worked out their t- their rinks. Yeah, um, and as you said, they got some quality skippers there, and and some guys who know how to read ahead and play bowls. That's for sure. Yeah, and certainly like um, they weren't they they didn't really um, pick up anyone over the off season, and they're sort of just um, going with what they've got from within. But it just goes to show that you know the experience they do have, and you know they're really good competitors. And um, I, I'd imagine that you know they'll they'll be really around the mark most weeks they play, just because of you know Greg Schilling and um, Noel Redrop guys that have played a lot of Division yeah, One exactly. bowls and know how to get it done. Yep, for sure. What's the reckon- news? Sorry, what's the story on Robbie George, Ash? Haven't haven't heard about Not that one. So it hasn't, hasn't been seen the first two weeks, but um, we might be able to touch base with someone from Kai and work it out. But certainly he'd be another strong addition to a side that's already going well, obviously having Sorry. beaten Tad Top last week. All right, Brian, let's Certainly roll into some uh, some results and okay. some, you had some results from yeah. today. Yeah, we'll go into midweek. The winners today, round two, uh, in Division 1 with Shep Park, East Shepherd and Kai Abram, and there's no result from the Tatura Hilltop golf game as we go to air at uh, 5 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. In Division 2, the winners were Seymour, Kai Abram, Golf, and Stanhope. Division 3, Nagambi. East Shepherd and 2, East Shepherd and 1, and Kai Abram. Division 4, North, Murchison. Kai won on the fourth from Tat Hilltop, which is a worrying sign there for. Player-wise, Yamurka, who virtually got a Division 1 team playing in the fourth. They won easily and Shep Park. Division 4 South, Seymour. 
Seymour VRI, and no result from the Alexander Eildon Clash as yet in Division 5, Colbo, Violet Town, Dookie, one, and Seymour had to buy. So I'll do a, yeah. do a quick preview of um, midweek, round three. Yep, next Tuesday, yep. After those results. In Division 5, I've gone for Yaroa to defeat Seymour, Colbo to defeat Dookie, Rushworth to defeat Violet Town. Division 4, South, Seymour VRI to defeat Yaroa, Alex to defeat Seymour, Park to defeat Eildon. Division 4, North, Merch to defeat Merrigan, Kai to defeat Tad Hilltop, Yamirka to defeat Shep Golf, and Park to defeat East. Division 3, Maritna Golf to beat Tad Hilltop, Nagambi to beat Kai, and Marupna to beat East Shep 1. Division 2, Kai to beat Avenal, Yaroa to beat Seymour, Park to defeat Tad Hilltop, and Shep Golf to defeat Stano. And in the ones, Shep Golf to defeat Park in the match of the day. Uh, Tad Hilltop to defeat Marupna Golf, Seymour to defeat Kai Abram, and Rushworth to defeat East Shepparton. Yeah, now we can move on to the Saturday pennant, yeah, from, weekend pennant. Yep, from last week. Oh, no, yeah, I'm just doing a preview. Yeah, yeah we'll just roll straight into a preview. Though. Preview, yep. Yeah, it's old news, all the scores. Um, <laughs> Division 6 South, we've got Eildon 1 to defeat Seymour, Yay to defeat Alex 2, and Alex 1 to defeat Eildon 2. In Division 6 North, Colbo and Kai look the two best sides in this division. I'm uh, predicting East to win over Duke and Kai over Stanhope, Yarrara over Park, and Colbo over Rushy. In Division 5, Tally East and Marutna goal for the early standouts after two rounds. Match of the rounds, Marutna goal first Tally. Bill Conley's rink, he see three shots after two wins, takes on the lead, Wake and Shaw, skipper of the year in that division. Last year, I'm going to go for Telly to win by 12 shots, 14-4. Merch to defeat Chet Golf. Merrigan will go down to East, and Seymour VRI will be too strong for Tad Hilltop. Division 4, Tad Hilltop to defeat Kai. Seymour VRI to defeat Park. Seymour to defeat Yaroa, and the Gamby to defeat Dookie. In Division 3, Park play East. Um, Park at home should have two, should be too strong for East. We've won only two ranks up to date. Gary Lovell had a good win last week against Marupa at home, but uh, you'd have to say that was a disappointing result for East. So their, their season, they need to win today to stay in contention. Uh, but I'm going to predict uh, Park to win 14-4 by 12 shots. Flag favourite Seymour have looked ominous in in their two rounds so far. Well, Tally have been there about Seymour. I believe it'll be too good at home. 16-2 by 30 shots. Marita, the two out of two. It's a bit of a surprise. Um, no, they're a real surprise packet, and they'll... Um, um, God, I've just lost who they're playing on here, but anyway. Marupna um, are going well, and they should win their um, third match. Yeah, they're playing Avenal at home. Good to have you back. Avenal, I'll go for Marupna at home. 
Winning form's good form. Uh, Stanhope will beat Shep Golf. Golf has suffered two bufflings so far and will be keen to atone, but Stanhope looked too strong. Yeah, and uh, just just should open their account. Yeah, just on yeah, golf golf's depth sort of um struggling a little bit. They they had to forfeit in division five last week, so um hopefully they can, you know, be um get, get their division five back out there and hope, and that might strengthen up the threes a bit just with a bit more a few more numbers. Yeah, well, I think they had to forfeit division five last week too, which is unusual for golf, but that just shows you that they are missing a few players. Yeah, that's right. Division two in, in the match of the round. Um, the two unbeaten sides clash. You need Shepparton and, and Rushy. East at um, Rushy at home, I believe, will be uh, will be too strong. This, this and uh, it's played at East Brian. Brian, this one's at East. Rushy had a Is big it? yeah. Rushy had a big win last week at home against Marupna, but oh, they've got yeah, to travel right this week. I better type these notes up. Title of the Omni case again. Oh. Right, I'm going for. Um, I think. Well, if it's at East, I'll go for East on their carpet. Otherwise, it would have been Rushy over there. They day fresh hilltop last week by 43 shots. Uh, East, a pretty big win. East beat Shep Park, mate. I think you got your rounds mixed up. Yeah, right. Go e- on. East, East, um, East have lost only two rinks so far, and Rushy the same. So, yeah, it'll be a very, um, very good game. But um, I'll stick with East on their carpet. Yeah, David Downs has been in really good form, had a massive win last week uh, against Calvin Rogash from Shepparton Park. So if he can replicate something like that, and Kevin Cox is usually around the mark. So And both those guys have been training really hard too. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I'll go 14-4 east in the 16-shot margin. Kyabram hosts Park, and they could, and this match could go either way. But Kai will just prevail at home by six shots, 14-4. Marupna hosts. Pat Hilltop, and we'll be smarting out for a huge loss to Rushy. They're the ones who went down mm. by 43 shots. But they appear to have too much firepower for Tad Hilltop, who who did put in a good performance against uh, ladder leader Shep Golf last round, however. And in the last... Um, they fought, I'm going for... Um, Shep Golf Marina. Yeah, golf from Marupna. Golf fourteen four by fourteen shots. Which golf? Um, Shep Golf. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's and move on, Brian. Shep Golf. Shep Golf first Marupna. The mean machine Shep Golf at home will be too powerful for Marupna Golf, who have dropped two games by uh, three and six, which indicate they're not far away from a win. But not today. However, golf sixteen two by thirty shots. How much now moving that, on. To how much has that COVID one. affected you, Brian? <laughs> D- Division well, one. We'll give you a pass this week, Brian. But you better tidy up for next week. I tell you. Oh, <laughs> perhaps they should do it next week. All right, we'll crack into Div one. Uh, as uh, speaking of John off air, it looks like a real ripping uh, round uh, across the rinks, um, yeah. including uh, a grand final rematch: Tally v Shep Golf uh, up at Tally. 
Yeah, look, um, Mitch Sidebottom will be unavailable for Tali Garupna, so that's that's a big out for them given that he's had two really strong wins to start the season. And, um, you know, Tally obviously last week um, swept Stanhope uh, and they only dropped one rink against East in round one. Yep. So, you know, I, th- I think they'll really fancy their chances despite... Um, Mitch Sidebottom being out. So remains to be seen who skips, whether Joey Leah pushes up from third and takes his spot or, you know, Matt Robertson's been playing third to Mark Ryan, so he could easily slot into that position. Um, Do you reckon they give Brett Ryder a crack? Um, no, I think I think he's really compatible with David Dawes, and I think that's one of the major factors why he's playing there. He gets on really well with Dawesy. Yeah, so exactly. um, I wouldn't be touching that rink at all. Um for mine, I, ju- I just think that, um, you know, uh, Shep Park played Shep Golf last week and, and we were sort of uh, around the mark for a fairly long time. And um, I, I feel like um, Tally really rates their depth and um, feel like that they've maybe closed that gap to Shep Golf. Um, so I think they'll really fancy their chances, particularly at home this weekend. If we get a really nice day, slick greens, um, I, I, th- I think Tally can cause, cause the upset. The early forecast says the rain is going to hold off yeah. uh, until later in the afternoon, evening. So hopefully we uh, we get an uninterrupted uh, crack. Uh, but what do you think, John? Um, I'm, I'm back in the ship golf, boys. Yeah. I mean, the the back end for both sides are pretty well matched. Yeah. But I... I I put a lot of faith in the front end of ship golf. Yeah. And look, um, you know, uh, Connor, Connor Truen stepped up skipping last week and had a really good game against Josh Warren. And I think that that's a role that he'll really embrace more as the season goes on and playing in a big game against Tally. I think that he'll really step up to that occasion. And um, and as you mentioned, sort of um, Johnny Dagger's not leading at the moment. I think he's just picked up an arm. Um, so, they've you know, there's some opportunities there for some for some new bowlers to hop in. Ash King stepped in um, to Shep Golstiv one side and, you know, he'll get better each week playing in particularly big games against the yeah, likes of Tally. And he's in pretty good form. I think he's in the final eight of the 16 over. Yeah, yeah. So he's bowling really well. And, um, yeah, that, and that, I think that's been the key with Shepard and golf. And you would have noticed this throughout the, the six flags they've won in a row. It hasn't been the same 16 every year. No, There's exactly. been blokes constantly coming in and out and emerging. So, um, and, you know, again, this year there's been a couple of new people getting an opportunity. So, yeah, match of the round for mine. But I'm going to go tally 14-4 by less than 10. I think it's golf for me. Just uh, side bottoms are a big out, I think. Um, I did see he had some uh, work commitments this weekend. So, um, yeah, I think golf, uh, even though there's probably – um, you know, I suppose you look at the golf sides. You looked at you looked at golf the last couple of years, and what was it? Three rinks one year you lost, and um, maybe six rinks the other in in the regular season. Yeah, like right. yep. it's just um, you know, it's it's getting into those invincible areas. But I think um, yeah, I think this isn't the time for Tally to beat uh, golf, and it'll be fourteen uh, four golf's way. And, you know, Brad, Brad Orr last week was in outstanding form against Shane Walsh, you know, um, numerous times um, Shep Park was holding on that end and, you know, and Wayne Dagger as well playing third and they just converted the head time after time after time with weighted shots, with draw shots. So um, I just wanted to ask, John, with these games, and you obviously realise you know, when the, the game was a little bit bigger or was it going to be against a, a tougher opponent. So, you know, playing in a grand final rematch, for example, each year, 
did something change with the practice or was there more said or how did the um, what was it like the week leading up to that game what did Ori sort of say to, to make sure that you guys were really switched on for the really big big ones well, to be honest Ori didn't have to say a lot we, yeah. we, we knew what was happening yeah um, we knew what we had to do and we knew we had to be prepared for them yeah yeah so you do what you had to do yeah and and no doubt it'll be the same this week and and as for tally as well like um they did really well to make the grand final last year and would have been bitterly disappointed and this is their first chance with a with their new side to to have a crack at them so i think they'll be really amped up for this one what do you think brian yeah i think um well if somebody was playing i'd go for tally but they'll change now i'll go for golf 14 4 by 12 shots Ash, how did um, it would have been a thrill to beat Brett Foley's rink last week? Yeah, premium, premium division skipper from Melbourne, one of the best. Yeah, but um, it was a really good scalp. I mean, Brett's obviously a really quality player and um, had a big win the week before in, in round one. And um, you know, Paul, I've played for Paul for quite a while now, and we've sort of had some indifferent form, and we lost in round one. So um, we sort of got a bit of a jump on him before the break. I think we were twelve up at the break, and you know, you never feel comfortable against someone like Brett Foley and Brad Robinson's obviously new to the club as well, and he's playing third, and and they came really good after after the break and um, we just managed to cling on by one. So um, it sort of gave us a bit of confidence, but obviously that, you know, the way that they bowled afterwards and we were actually up by six shots at the break. So their comeback was pretty crucial in them getting the overall in the end. So, you know, while, oh, I think the, yeah. while it was nice to get Sorry, two I points, the, yeah. The slower green would have helped Shep Park more than um, golf. Yeah, de- definitely. I think, um, and you just sort of play um, with a little bit more aggression, knowing your bowl sort of wouldn't take off and things like that. And but you know, full credit to golf, they sort of um, put it all together at the business end, and and you know, we sort of leaked a few shots. Um, you know, when the pressure was at its highest, I guess at the end of the game, and they just got us in the end. But yeah, we were, we were pretty happy overall with with how close we got. No, it was a good effort by Park. You are um, the next match. You are yeah, in yeah, Stanhope next, Brian. Um, I uh, look. I think this will be another close game, but I think Ural probably just uh, just ticks it over. Um, uh, maybe fourteen uh, four again. Um, I, I did see the uh, the Yaroa Gazette calling uh, John Grote John Goat. Was uh, he in a pretty good form yeah. last week, uh, John? I didn't know he had a nickname. Well, I, I think I heard him say to Sadi. Uh, just after half time that he was thinking about giving it away <laughs> and then and then it all turned for him and uh, he was pretty happy at the end of the day but yeah put it well, in nice got, bowls he's got the goaty beard so perhaps that's why they've changed his name john goat yeah uh, Pr- pretty pretty yeah, pretty big, yeah. Pre- pretty pretty big scalp for Yaroa last week. Obviously, going over oh, to yeah. East and um, and Shane Drysdale, um, you know, knocking off Jeff Beatty, who, you know, he's been real quality since he's come into the competition and hasn't hasn't lost his rink too often. So, you know, um, as I think Suddy said to you, Tyler, you know, just to get a, an early win on the board will do wonders for Yaroa's confidence. Yeah, you saw him um, obviously close close hand, John. Uh, what what do you think of their chances this week? Um. Yeah, I, I, I certainly think they can um, beat Stanhope. It'll, it'll be a close game, but um, being at, at Euroa, I think um, yeah, they'll have it uh, have the edge on Stanhope. Yeah, I, yeah. Mark Stevens, um, he skipped the first week, but he 
He tells me he'll be, he'll be playing third for uh, Tony Kingman. I had a good win. They swap places. I reckon your role will win this company by 26 shots, and they'll only drop one ring. Yeah, look, I, I think I think I give your a slight edge. I, I don't. I think it can be, you know, quite even. You know, given that Stanhope's got, um, you know, Jeff Mulcahy. Jeff Mulcahy. Uh, he 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 beat Paul Nichols in round one, and and I saw him firsthand when his his draw bowling was was outstanding, and you know, he's got Whopper Williams playing third for him, and um, you know, so they they do, and and you know, Tim Hancock skipping, so they they do have, um, you know. Guys, there that can really turn a game for for them if you know if everything's happening on the day. So, I, I, I give you a roll of the edge fourteen four, but I think it you know it'll be less than sort of fifteen twenty shots. No dramas. Now we got Park and Pat Hilltop at Chef Park. Yeah, D Day for both sides. I think um, both zip and two, and you know sort of um, if it's zip and three for one of them at the end of the day, it's um, it makes it hard to sort of make up the ground early days if you're looking at a top four spot. Um, Shep Park's going to play home games on grass. That's my understanding um, this year with Shane Walsh doing an awesome job with the greens. So. Um, yeah, it, it won't be as sort of a, a fait accompli as it might have been in recent years when they played a lot on carpet. Um, but I think sort of um, losing the standout by round uh, by one shot in round one um, was probably disappointing. That was one we thought we might have had. Um, but then, you know, the, the effort against Shep Golf last week was, was probably better, even though the margin was higher. So I think we can take a lot of confidence out of that. Um, in terms of changes... Um, Dennis Beck might be available Well he'll be available for selection Whether he comes in or not remains to be seen um, He filled in in Division 2 last week um, After missing round 1 So um, But I'd imagine you know, the, the mix will probably stay the same And hopefully um, we can get the job done Against Tad Hilltop Who you know, they've still got a lot of quality there With the Boyds, um, David Cartwright, Olivia Cartwright So um, it certainly won't be a pushover for sure yeah, I, I think um, I think Park. Uh, I think you can get the job done, uh, but again, it, it should be a close one. Um, like you said, Tat has obviously you know lost it, lost a few, but um, yeah, I think uh, at Park at home, even if it is on the grass, uh, I think just gets the job done. Yeah, Park for me too. I I, I think this week, as we discussed earlier, Tyler, the the, the four games are very evenly matched. Um, I think nearly all of them will be fourteen four. Yeah, split split of the rinks, and you know, I think um, a couple of sides. Obviously, are, you know, it's 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 not desperation stage at the moment, but it's really you got really hungry to try and get that first win on the board. And you know, John's in that boat, and I'm in that boat as well. So I think there will be a lot of real determination this week to try and just get that win at, at any way possible, even if it's twelve six. You know, yeah, exactly. just to get that confidence. Yep. Yeah, I'm going for Park fourteen four by eighteen shots. Now, we've got Kai and East in the... We've touched on this game already, how important it is to East Shepparton, and Kai will be trying to keep their unbeaten record intact. Uh, I think uh, Kai will be too good for East at home. I hope I'm wrong, but two Red Rops rink win over David Cartwright was a catalyst for their win last round, and Jockey McGuinness has won his two matches. They've definitely contributed without the, with the absence of Robbie George, who's, I think, what, probably Kai's best bowler, in my opinion. Easter in trouble already, and 
Another loss, I reckon I'll put them out of contention, but that's my feelings. But uh, it's Kai Abram, 14-4 by 12 shots. Yeah, look, I, I think I think East can get the job done. I think, um, you know, obviously it's going to be tough heading over to Kyabram and they do sort of tend to grow another leg, so to speak, when they are at home. Um, and, you know, the way that Noel Redrop and, and Jockey McInnes, as you alluded to, Brian, are going, well, you know, they'll, they'll be full of confidence going into this one. But I just think, you know... Um, Brent Reiner, the, the East Shepherd and coach, I think he'll sort of have a bit of a point to prove, hasn't sort of managed to pinch his rink in the first two weeks. And, um, you know, I think Jeff Beattie strikes me as someone that, um, you know, he doesn't lose his rink too too often. And I think he'll be primed for, for a big rebound this week. And obviously John John's rink's going going really well. So I think, you know, there's there's going to be a real lot of motivation there from, from John's boys to make sure they go over there and come away, you know, on a really positive positive note. So I'm going East Shepherd and 16-2. On the assumption that uh, Daniel Nichols is back this week, uh, it'll be 14-4 to East for me. Is that uh, that correct, John? Is he back? Yeah, I believe Daniel will be back this week, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. 14-4 for me to the Eagles. Where's it going to be won and lost for you, John? Like, obviously, going over to their grass, um, sort of how do, you, how do you practice for that during the week? Do you go over there or do you sort of practice on your quicker carpet at home or what do you do? Um, we're, we're going to practice undercover. Yeah. Um, just to prepare for that. And uh, also go over to Kyabram and, and have a bit of practice over there one morning as well. Yeah, and then that sort of speaks to the you know the extra professionalism taking the time to actually head over there. And I know that um, you know it's a big one this week. So all those little one percenters are going to come in handy. Yeah, come Saturday, are they? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. Well. Yeah. Yep. Um, thanks, boys, for that. Um, you touched on the sixty and over. Uh, Singles, we're in. They're into the quarterfinals. I'm just bringing it up on my computer at the moment. Uh, we, look, guys, we got uh, Calvin Beacon from Kai's playing Mel Williams, Kevin Cox playing Ash King, Joe Greco's playing Robert Eater, both from Kai. Peter Matthews from Park playing Jimmy Oliver from Park. Yeah, it's a shame. Any, um, any predictions there, boys? There's a few clubmates, Clashy. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. Three of the four, I think, uh, clubmate. Oh, clubmate. well, Beacons from, yeah, him and Mel, yeah. So, um, yeah, but... So, oh, i got six players in it. Yeah, it's great to see... Well, four players, sorry. Yeah, it's great to see some different clubs represented. And um, as I touched on, Ash King, obviously in really good form for Shep Golf, I think, um, you know... And leading as well, I think singles is really a leads game, and Absolutely. with four four, four bowls, um, you know he'll he'll be around the mark. And Jimmy Oliver's leading really well for Shep Park at the moment as well for for Josh Warren. So I think he might be a bit of a dark horse, but um, and and of course Mal Mal's in there as well, and he's got a lot of experience in the state event. So I think it's a pretty wide open final eight, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I reckon uh, Joe Greco's got uh, my vote though to. Uh, Go deep, uh, as you said, leading and um, lots of draw practice. So uh, I think he might uh, sneak through. Cox. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. He'd be a bit of a rough diamond, but I wouldn't argue with that either. Tyler, we better we better give Coxie a mention too, John. Yeah, Cox Cox Coxie's unfortunate. He's he's drawn Ash King, I think. For, yeah, um, and Kingy's bowling pretty well. So um, that'll be a tough match for Coxie, but um, wish him all the best. 
And the women, Brian, they're down to the semis? Yeah, and the women, we've got the four best bowlers, I believe, in the Golden Valley. Wouldn't be any doubt about that. Gene Sprague takes on Kathy Dudley. Mm-hmm. That'll be a fantastic match. And Margaret Thorne plays Die Hand. So there's another two club mates clashing in the light. And, um, well, you could probably toss a coin. Um, I think I'll, I'll go for Jean Sprague. She's um, she's a legend in her own right, and she's a very good competitor. Um, whoever whoever beats her will win it. Put it that way. Yeah, I think she's always thereabouts, particularly in the in the singles events, whether it's over sixties, champion of champions, or state singles, and she's just um, always very hard to beat. But um, Mark Mark Thorne, you know, she won a truckload of. The, the state events last season so um, and she's a really good draw bowler and she's got that sort of singles um, mindset in the way she draws with her bowls so um, if she can get over die I, I wouldn't put it past her going all the way yeah I reckon no, no, she's a good she's a good chance for sure I reckon there's no more room for any more trophies uh, in Marg's cupboard so uh, I'll be going for uh, Jean Sprague I think she's, uh, you, you can't tip against her in any of these events yeah, no, the um, really worth the semi-finals are on um, tomorrow, November the seventeenth. So um, yeah, at, I'm at sure Shep there'll be a Park. lot of spectators there having a look at Chip Park, are they? Yeah, I think yep. Yeah, so that's where all the the sectional and stuff was, all the knockouts. So um, yeah, get down to Chip Park if you're not doing anything, and um, you see some quality bowls for sure. Now that's the men and ladies, I take it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And um, I, because I'm stuck home, I uh, watched the Premier League live from Melbourne last week. Really enjoyed the match and went to the last, very last end, or the second last end was a dead end. They were 76 each. Um, MCC, Melbourne Cricket Club, and Altona, Brett Foley's old club. They've got a couple of fly ins in um, Ben Twist okay. and David Ferguson. Um, they both bowled very, very well, but uh, MCC got up on the replay of the, of the dead end and won by two shots, 78 to 76. So it was a winner as far as I was concerned. Jimmy Whitehead, and um, had he was the co-compare and did a good job, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Went to about quarter day, and um, it's going to be it's going to be a match on every week. So so any bowlers who um, can't get out in the green, so they want to see a good game of bowls. Tune in to the Bowls Victoria website or the Bowls Victoria uh, Facebook page. And just as you mentioned, Brett Foley, Brian, I understand that he's he's on our list to be a guest in coming weeks, so that'll be interesting to talk about his time at Altona and obviously yeah. his return to Shep Golf and, and all his experiences in between. And I'm sure it'll be um, sure sure it'll be a great chat. Yeah, well, he's um, he's tied up a bit until Christmas. Um, he's yep. he contacted me, which I appreciate, and we're going to have him on in the new year. So it will be great to um, get his take on the GV and uh, compare it to the Melbourne Premier League. So yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, just before we wrap up for the day, I'd, I'd just like to thank John for making time to come and um, have a chat to us, our first guest for the new season, and um, set the bar really high. So um, great, great to talk to you, particularly you know heading to East Shep for your first season there this year, and all the best for the rest of the year, and um, go well this weekend. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much, John. Thanks, yeah, Ash. And- thanks very much. I'd like to endorse those comments. Well done, John. Um, I did have Brett Reiner 
lined up, but he said, I'll get John Gribble to come on, and I really appreciate that at very short notice. Not a and problem, uh, right. did, a, did a top job, mate. No worries. And before we, um, before I conclude, I'd like, uh, I didn't realise this, but a door, a doyen, a doyen, I should say, of uh, Kyabram Bowls in uh, Peter Fry passed on about three weeks ago. I didn't see the death notice, but Peter was a former president of the Kyabram Club and he always made you welcome. Um, uh, he come from a good sporting family. I think he was um, a pretty good footballer in his own right. His two boys played for Kai Abram. Uh, I remember seeing them play and in the GV. And I think he was 95. He had a good innings, but he'd been ill for some time. And, um, yeah, I'm sure all bowlers um, who knew Peter had, had sent their regards to his um, immediate family. So, Vale, Peter Fry. Thanks, Brian, and um, thanks, everyone, for uh, joining us for the first episode of After the Jack. Make sure, uh, if you're looking for bowls content, you head to uh, shepnews.com.au, which uh, you would have found because you would have found this podcast, and uh, uh, Monday and Thursday papers are the two big ones for bowls content. So thanks very much for joining us, and uh, we'll speak to you again next week. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.